everyone. Welcome to Her Take. My name is Jackie. I'm Jen. And I'm Kira. A while back, we had an idea to start a podcast. So we thought, why not? We came together to create a space where we could openly share, learn, and grow with each other as we navigate life after college and in the realm of adulthood. Every week, we'll be sitting down to check in with each other and reflect on what's been on our minds. Any topic, big or small, meaningful or not so much, we'll be sharing our take. Thanks for joining us. Let's get into it. Comment allez-vous? Answer. Oh, hello. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> Bonjour, Come mademoiselle. You said, how are you? Oh, sorry, sorry. C'est va bien? I wasn't sure if it was a rhetorical oui, question to the, to the audience. Oh, yeah, it can be. Yeah, everybody. How is everybody? How are yeah. you in English? I guess my French is hard to understand. I'm working on it. Give me a month and I'll learn another phase. Okay, well, yeah, but you said now. it, not me, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, how is everyone? Welcome to episode 11. Um, we hope you're doing well. If you haven't taken a deep breath yet today, take a deep breath. I took a deep breath last night and was like, hmm. When's the last time I remembered to breathe? I don't think I <laughs> did that recently. So just your daily friendly reminder to inhale and exhale because it feels good. We, oh, you're the worst. Um, we have a nice special episode for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about body image, where we were in the past, where we are now where we hope to be, Uh, but first we have to do our check-in, and we encourage you to do the same with yourself. Just nice to always reflect on your week. So guys, how's your week been? Jackie, fill me in on what you've been up to this week. So, uh, hello everyone. It's been a, just a regular week, nothing too exciting. Um, work isn't fine. The usual studying for the GRE is the worst, but it's fine. Um, oh, wait, are you taking that in November? In November, yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, actually, Kira, the day you get home, the mm. day you fly to New York is the day I take the test. So I will be officially free until I probably retake it. Um, <laughs> so. Stop. No, you'll do amazing. Yeah. You won't need to retake mm. it. So, yeah, so that's sort of what I've what I've been dealing with this week, but, um, yeah, it was nice. I had dinner Friday night with my friend Susan. We went to this amazing restaurant, which we should all go to. We can talk about that after. Um, and I actually had a little, it's kind of funny because, so I work in the same building as Fox news. So their studio is on the ground floor. It's like kind of like shitty, but it's fine. Um, I don't have to interact with any of the Fox people, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. But I saw <laughs> I saw Reed Drummond, aka the Pioneer Woman, outside oh. in the in front of the building, which was just sort of funny. I'm not a fan, really. I don't watch her. I'm a big barefoot contessa Ina Garden fan. If I saw Ina Garden anywhere anywhere, I would 
go up to her and talk to her and tell her that I love her and oh that gosh. if she can adopt me. <laughs> um, but it was Reed Drummond, so I was not starstruck. I was more confused, but that was interesting. So that happened this week. Um, yeah, and it's been a glorious, lazy weekend. Haven't really left my house. Just went out for a few hours today, and that was it. So really good. Amazing. Great. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not a Pioneer Woman fan. Neither am I. Freaks me out. Still very cool. She's so so smiley. It's really weird. Yeah. She's sort of like in the Sandra Lee sort of kind of her recipes. Yeah. Like the recipes are not really. Yeah. Yeah. Not a big fan. But it was sort of bizarre to see her there. So Mm -hmm. it was notable. No hate, girl. Do your thing. No. Yeah. uh, Just not a fan. Yeah. That's cool, though. Celebrity mm-hmm. sighting. Jen, yeah. what celebrity yeah. did you not see this week? I did not see Alan Baldwin. <laughs> or Alec Baldwin, not Alan. Oh, my God. Yeah. Please cut that out. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> did not see Alec Baldwin this week, but somebody else Wait, that Alec. I work with. Yeah, Alec. A-L-E-C. Okay, she said it like right. Alex. I was like, my bad, my bad. It's all good. Um, Yeah, somebody that I work with saw him this week. I guess he also lives near my office building so yeah he does still haven't seen anyone and i'm still waiting to see ryan reynolds and it's not gonna happen i'm really upset about it <laughs> but don't lose yeah. hope it's only been you still have time yeah that's true <laughs> that's true but um yeah this week at work was a little rough i almost don't even want to talk about it because i am really sick of complaining about this one person on my team that doesn't do work and she basically left me hanging this week to do a really important um, interview with a few important people within the company and I was pretty much left on my own to do it and so I was freaking out all day Thursday and it ended up being fine but you know getting left like that by somebody who's a little bit more senior than you is kind of scary so it's fine. Yeah. I got through it. But on a lighter note, I went out for happy hour on Thursday, as per usual. Stayed out really late, as per usual. Um, I was talking to the guys about Maisel, and this one guy had said that it was his dream girl. And honestly, I agree with him. She is also my dream girl. Oh, that's so, kind of nice to hear. Yeah. <laughs> so that was fun. And then... Friday, what did I do Friday? Oh, Friday, I went to an alumni event for the program that I did last year, the grad program, and my little and my sororities in the program. So it was nice to see her and catch up with her. And we got dinner. That was actually a little bit of a mess because she doesn't eat anything. Like she told me she's now gluten free and dairy free and she's already a vegetarian. So I really don't know what it is that she eats. So we ended up going to this place that only served raw fish and rice, and I don't really eat raw fish. So I was just, I was pretty annoyed because we at that point had gone to two different restaurants to try to find something to accommodate her. And I'm a really impatient person. So it was like 30 minutes later and I was like, I don't even care. I don't eat this food, but I will just eat the rice. It's fine. So it's whatever, but it was nice seeing her. And then yesterday I hung out with some of my college friends who I hadn't seen in a month or so. 
and we were doing some Halloween activities. We went to a few bars in the meatpacking district, and I was under the impression that Halloween stuff was going to be happening this upcoming weekend, November 1st, November 2nd, Mm -hmm. because Halloween's on Thursday, but no, it was happening this weekend, so I wasn't prepared. I had to get a costume. I was a little Red Riding Hood, and I was really happy because I got to wear red lipstick, Um, but I'm just getting really old, and I can't stay out late and drink like that anymore, and I'm just so tired. Um, We're recording on a Sunday, and I've been just potatoing all day and not doing anything. Potatoing. Yep. So I've been really tired. My life has been very go, go, go. Like, I feel like I just have one plan after the other after the other. And it's been kind of crazy, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping that this weekend is going to be a little bit more relaxing, but it probably won't be. That's fine. But Kira, why don't you tell us about your week? Yeah. Um, I was at a training this week, which was, like, mostly unnecessary. So, I don't know, it, like, 75% of it I felt... I didn't need to be there and it didn't need to be four days. It could have been one or two days. So it was kind of a boring week, but I guess I shouldn't complain for getting paid to just chill and hang out at a training. Um, But by the end of the week, I was so tired of being alone in my hotel room because it was not really in LA. It's outside LA. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't that much to do. And I was super struggling with the food. I already complained to you guys about this during the week. But again, because we were right by the airport. So it was just the office park and then a ton of hotels. It was really not a lot going on. So the food was pretty eh. There wasn't a lot of options. And our lunch at the training was catered. And there were only eight of us. But they didn't ask if we had any dietary restrictions or anything. Which I really don't want to sound like I'm complaining because I'm quite lucky to have my company pay for us to have food and everything on the trip I can expense. But it was just hard for me to eat um, because they'd have, you know, a salad, but it's just lettuce. Mm -hmm. There's nothing on it, really. Mm -hmm. So all day I'm starving. And I brought Cliff Bars and stuff knowing that I'd be really hungry. And I guess I could have just gone out and bought food, but... I'd have to walk a while to get the food and then bring it back and whatever. Mm -hmm. So then I'd be starving and I'd get home and just want to eat so much because I'm so hungry. And there was one night where I went, I was just really hungry when I left. So I stopped at this like Mediterranean to go place and I was very excited because I love falafel. Mm -hmm. So I got a falafel bowl and I didn't realize until I got back to my hotel room that they had put legit beef shawarma in my falafel bowl and not falafel um so i could not eat it i had gotten a salad as well so i ate the salad which also they messed up because i asked for a greek salad without cheese and there's only a little bit of cheese in it as if they had accidentally put some in and then remembered but so that was fine i just tried to pick out as much as i could and i was so hungry i didn't care but i couldn't eat the real food because it was beef and then I was really stressed out because I didn't know what to do with the food um I 
am reasonably passionate, not reasonably passionate, pretty passionate about food waste. It's really bad for the environment. So, and also the animal died for no reason if nobody eats it. So I literally called down to the front desk of the hotel and was like, this is a really weird question, but they put meat in my dish and I don't eat meat. Can I give it to you? And the woman high key laughed at me and was like, no, you can just throw it out. I was like, no, I can't throw it out because we waste 30% of our food globally, lady. So this is a serious problem and I would like somebody to eat the food. Also, if I was in San Francisco, I could walk right outside and just give it to a homeless person. But I was in Orange County where the real housewives are. So there were no homeless people. Uh, So I ended up bringing it back to the office the next day after all my drama uh and hopefully somebody at the office i just left a note on it like please help yourself hopefully someone uh would take advantage of that but yeah then i was doing some research on food waste and got some new stats that i maybe knew but didn't remember but yeah i'm pretty sure globally we waste one third of all the food we produce and in the u.s that's worse we waste 40 percent of the food we produce which could feed every undernourished undernourished person on the planet. Uh, so it's really not that we don't have the resources, it's that we don't do a good job dis- distributing our resources. And this contributes to 11% of all greenhouse gas emissions. So if we stopped wasting food, we could really make an impact on our climate change issues. Someone should talk about that at the next presidential debate. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, just uh, feeling a bit off because my eating has been really off and just eating out all the time. I'm very sensitive to what I eat now and I struggle with um, IBS. So I think I was just having a rough week food-wise. Also a quick PSA. I realized even some of my most... uh, environmentally conscious friends did not know that Starbucks paper cups are not recyclable. Uh, I think at some places they are, but because they have a plastic liner on the inside to keep the, I don't know if it's for heat or just for, probably to make the cup more sturdy. Yeah. Or not sturdy, but like less leak proof, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, To recycle that, you'd have to separate the paper from the plastic liner which most recycling facilities won't take that step. So I just wanted to do a quick PSA because if you put something that's not recyclable in a recycling bin with the rest of your recycling, it messes up the entire batch and they can't recycle any of it. So if you did not know that Starbucks cups are not recyclable, they're not, so don't put them in the recycling. And I did look on their website that they are looking to... um, just deal with their packaging better so hopefully they make those changes but here's my public service announcement of the day thank you because i don't think i knew that i mean i know that when paper cups have a plastic lining that they can't be recycled but i just don't really go to starbucks Mm -hmm. so yeah thank you because i did not know (laughs) you're welcome that's that's kind of shitty wow okay it changed one person's life Mm -hmm. today thank you Uh, (laughs) i knew that their plastic cups are recyclable um but not yeah yeah i did actually just have to rinse it out i I know that Mm -hmm. um coffee cups in general 
are not recyclable, the paper or styrofoam coffee cups. It's actually pretty astounding because I take the train every morning into the city at the amount of people that use single use coffee cups. It's crazy. Like just get a reusable coffee mug, please. You would help the environment so much. It's just like the bare minimum. Right? I th- yeah, I think that the sing- the reusable cup is the easiest thing to do. Because right? you're going to have coffee. If you're having coffee every morning, mm-hmm. every morning, I don't know how I would just feel. It would just feel so wasteful to get a new cup every single time. Yep. Also, why, why can't people just make, I mean, I know plenty of people buy coffee to go, but I think making coffee at home and having it beforehand in your regular mug is so easy. And then I keep a, yeah. I keep a reusable mug at work. A to-go cup mm-hmm. at work yeah, that's reusable. And then I just fill that up there when I'm at work. I don't know. I feel like it's so simple to eliminate the need to get that That Yeah, water bottles cup. and travel mugs are the two where I'm like, you should never... I mean, I understand sometimes you're somewhere where you don't have a water bottle and you need to buy right. one. Mm-hmm. In that case, I recommend buying glass because it's mm-hmm. a better recycling material than plastic. But I'm just like... Getting a reusable water, like people still go and buy big packs of pull and spring and, and have home. that as their water for we- the week. Oh, like, we God. live in a get. country, well, not the entire country, oops, I'm not gonna lie, yeah. but <laughs> sorry, Flint. Um, where we live, we have some of well, my dad works for our New York State water, so we arguably have the best water in the world. Shout out to my dad. Um, But where we live, we do genuinely have incredible water just from the tap, and you're already paying for it. I think people forget that you pay for water, but you do pay for the water that you use. So you might as well drink it up. And if you're concerned, you can get a filter either for your faucet or you can buy a uh, Brita. Right. I can't speak today. Jesus. Um, But yeah, that's what my family did was a few years back. We bought a Brita and now we very, very rarely ever use plastic water bottles. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, working on that less waste life. It's hard, but I have a collapsible mug. Not that I'm encouraging uh, consumerism and consumption, but my Stojo is the best because it collapses and then I can just throw it in my bag and I have no excuse to not have a to-go mug with me all the time. Huh. And they're super cute, so I do recommend All of that being said, I think we're going to transition into our discussion of the week. This is kind of a heavy one. I think for us, at least, it's heavy. Body image is something... I think I didn't realize how many people struggle with it. In high school, at least, I didn't realize. And now I think it's become... It's kind of weird to... You know, we've only been out of high school for, what, five years? It's kind of weird how much has changed in just five years, but I do think a lot has changed since we started high school in terms of social media and the access to information that people have. So yeah, I don't really know where the body image struggles 
started. I was talking about food a few minutes ago, <laughs> if you remember. Um, but I, I think that's a lot of where it stems for me is some food issues. And just kind of struggling recently because I've felt off with my eating. And I feel that when I don't eat as well, if I'm eating a lot of processed food or eating out a lot, it really affects my energy and my mental state if I'm not eating as much of my usual whole food sources. Um, And I think when that kind of starts to get off, that's where I kind of start to slip into a more negative self-talk about my mind and body. So I, I feel because in the past few weeks I was moving and kind of all over the place with my food. So I've been just eating a lot of, sorry, I'm taking a while to think about how I want to say everything, but just not eating my normal cooking myself foods. And then I start to feel, you know, bloated and guilty that I ate what I ate. Or if I'm not eating well throughout the day and then I kind of overdo it in the evening, I feel really guilty. I also can't exercise the way that I would like at this time because I'm still recovering. And that is kind of a trigger for me when I was in high school and I sprained my ankle um, and I couldn't play tennis or be active. I super spiraled into like depriving myself of food because I felt if I couldn't move and I couldn't burn those calories, I was going to gain a ton of weight. So instead, I just ate very little and my weight really went up and down in high school. And just high school is like, high school is a horrible time. Your hormones are all over the place, mentally just struggling. Um, So yeah, my weight in high school very much went up and down because it's not sustainable to deprive yourself of food and you'll ultimately turn to binging once you start eating again. So definitely college, I, I grew and found a lot more balance in my eating and diet by just, um, I think a big thing for me was discovering that first I was vegetarian and then vegan. Um, I am not vegan for diet reasons. I do not think it would be sustainable for me to be vegan for diet reasons because it is difficult. Um, It's for environmental and ethical reasons. And if I wasn't so passionate, I probably wouldn't last. So that is not why I went vegan, but it has helped me find balance because again, I can eat a lot of these whole plant-based foods that fill you up and nourish you and make you feel good. And once I realized how much better I felt eating real food and not depriving myself and eating really small portions of like 100 calorie snacks, I don't even know, mentally you feel so much better too. And you're like, why would I ever go back? But I think recently just kind of struggling with the uprooting of my life and, uh, I mean, that was overdramatic. I haven't uprooted my life, but, uh, just feeling a little off. And when I feel off and I'm not eating right, recognizing that correlation with myself mentally has gotten to me. Okay. Somebody else chime in because sorry, I've been going off and I think I've, uh, done a few roundabout loop-de-loops. Um, (laughs) haven't quite properly gathered my thoughts. So who else has uh, 
something to share on this? Well, I think what you said about having difficulty in terms of cooking for yourself and finding your routine with eating, I relate to that a lot. Um, when I was at school and living off campus, I noticed it was a lot easier for me to kind of stick to a schedule. Um, I eat around this time and it helped me snack less, which was really important for me. And because I was in charge of mm -hmm. buying my own food, I pretty much never bought like junk food for the most part. Every once in a while I would get chips just because, but other than that, like I didn't really buy too many um, junk food foods or junk food snacks. Um, I would try to buy fruit to snack on or I would get hummus and um which also isn't really that good for you but I know Kira you love hummus <laughs> oh hummus is great it's like just not the best but, like it's not healthy you know what I mean it's one of those foods that kind of is it has like a healthy facade I would say but there are worse things well, you can eat I feel like it depends on what you're what you're buying because if you buy the ones that are full of weird things in them then yeah but it should just be chickpeas a little bit of olive oil salt lemon juice tahini that's good yeah there's nothing in that that's bad for you i still love hummus like it's delicious in defense of hummus <laughs> i'm a hummus warrior love hummus but um yeah so i would buy like hummus <laughs> and vegetables or um sometimes pita chips and snack on that but i had a really regular routine of going to the gym and going to the spin class and buying the, these types of foods and things like that. And so since I've been home, it's been really difficult for me because I'm not buying the food and I can tell my parents what I want, but they're still going to buy all this junk food and they're still going to cook whatever they want for dinner. And it's not always the healthiest. So for me, I've mm -hmm. been struggling on that front because I know it would be much easier if I just lived on my own and I could buy what I want and I won't have these temptations around me to have a cookie and things like that. Um, so that's something I've been struggling with since moving back home. Um, I think for me in particular, my sort of issues with like food and like body image, they stem, I, I you know, I think like my current situation with, with, food and body issues right now is in a much different place than I have been in a long time. I'd mm -hmm. say at this, let's say in January, since January, I probably lost about 35 pounds, which is pretty much like wow. all of my college weight. I haven't been this weight since high school. And I'll just like point out now, now I feel at a better point than I have felt at a long time in a long time. And when I was mm -hmm. this weight in high school, I used to think I was so fat. I thought I was so, mm. so fat. That breaks my heart. It it really, because, I mean, I think at one point, this is, like, kind of, this is this is sort of awful, but I think at one point, Kira, you and I were both losing weight, sort of yep. weird crash dieting together, and I think yep. I got down to 125, and I'm at, like, 139, 140 right now, so another 15 pounds. Which, when you're at that weight, I think those 15 pounds is, is really a lot. I've really, I was really pushing myself to lose a lot of weight. I don't even, we were 15, we were young too, we weren't even, 
We were it's still so sad. freshmen. It, yeah, it's pretty. It's kind of awful. We were. Young. I look we back were... at pictures too, and I you can just see I was so. Yeah. I mean, at one point, I think at my lowest, I was one twenty as well. And but you're and so I'm, tall, so it's yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm. Fa- I was probably five eight, five nine. My body yeah. is much happier at like one forty five. So you're talking yeah. twenty five pounds less than what I am right now. Yeah. So I, for me, sort of those issues with food. I don't know at what point I thought I was fat or I thought that I needed to lose weight. I really think Tumblr had a lot to do with it because I was Mm. an aggressive user of Tumblr Mm -hmm. for a while in high school. And I think that I'm not sure what exactly I I can't pinpoint what made me feel like I needed to lose weight, but I just felt like I had to and I wouldn't be happy unless I was skinny. And I really mm-hmm. thought that I was so fat, but I really never got over 140 in high school, which is a size, you know, like a size six. It's normal. It's nothing. It's not fat. <laughs> not fat. Right. So I think, though, I mean, the, so the issue with food is, I mean, I was just counting every single calorie, barely eating, barely eating. If I, I think I used to tell myself if I went to bed hungry, that was good because that meant that I hadn't eaten too much. So the saying was, "Skip dinner, wake up thinner." Oh my god! That was on Tumblr. Oh my god! Toxic. Horrible. Awful. It really. And that's what I mean when I say that I think so much has changed since we were in high school. Mm -hmm. And again, it it sounds weird to say that because I feel like we just graduated, but it was almost trendy at that time because you had the social media stars that were rising like our generation is kind of the start of social media stars and you have like Kendall Jenner was you know really popular on social media um I'm trying to think of other super skinny people any of the Victoria's Secret people all these crazy skinny bodies it was very trendy Mm -hmm. and then in retaliation is when we got more of the uh, opposite yeah. coming in and now there's a bit more body what's quote-unquote body positivity which I think can also be a dangerous uh hole to fall into but we can get into that a little later yeah. sorry to interrupt yeah no yeah I just think that I had sort of a very unhealthy relationship with food when I was in high school and as soon as I was as soon as I got to college that unhealthy relationship with food sort of continued in the opposite direction not to say mm. that I was you know so so fat in college and you know I don't use I mean I I say fat I mean I, I think I was overweight in college I sort of ballooned very quickly and I gained probably 20 to 25 pounds that first year I real so mm. I really went from like one extreme to the to the other and I it took me a while to get to a point where I was like okay well probably okay the formation of the double chin is probably a sign that maybe I could drop a few pounds and I really noticed like how much weight I had gained because I was in the one seventies it was a lot I'm five three I'm not I shouldn't probably be that weight so at that for me so for me losing weight at that point though was more something related to health. I wanted to feel good about myself, but it wasn't something that mm. I was going to do quickly. I wanted to feel better about myself, but it wasn't coming from sort of any external uh, place except for me. I wanted to feel good because I wanted to feel good, not because someone else yeah. was telling me to feel good right. or to be a certain weight. So I think like though, so I've come a long way in terms of 
losing that weight in a sustainable way, in a healthy way. It took me, we're in, it's October now. I mean, I've probably been at this weight for a couple of weeks. So it's taken me, you know, eight months to do this. So I think, but Mm -hmm. at that point in high school, I was just, God, I was trying to lose weight. I was trying to lose 10 pounds, you know, in In two, three weeks. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, I only lost six pounds this week. It's ridiculous. Which is not crazy. A lack of knowledge, you know? The I recently looked back, not recently, but maybe a year or so ago, at a nail salon looking at the diet advice in a magazine. And it's BS. And the fact that anybody can post this as nutrition or diet advice, you know, cut carbs, don't eat this, keep it low fat, you know, don't eat that much avocado is so toxic to feed to young women mm-hmm. because I think in high school too, like it takes time to get to a point where you're comfortable with yourself. I'm jealous of people that are not jealous, but you know, it's, I am happy if you're somebody who just already has so much confidence and loves yourself. Great for you, but it has required a bit more work. And I think in high school, I think it's pretty normal to seek outside, um, what's the word, not assurance, um, validation Mm -hmm. from other people. And I think a lot of that is where it stems from, again, social media being a part of it, but I have to look like this to be pretty. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of leave your hometown and you go out into the real world and you're like, oh, there's so many different definitions of beautiful. Mm -hmm. I just didn't realize that when I was in this bubble. It still takes work, and obviously, like I said, it's still something that you constantly have to be working on every single day Yeah. Uh, to stay in that healthy mindset. But I, th- I think we have to be careful about what we're allowed to show younger women because mm-hmm. it's so easy to get caught up in it. And again, I, I thought it was kind of only me, and then you realize, oh, wait, you were going through this as well? You too, you too? Yeah. Yeah. I think... I mean, I really think that's something that's so universal. Sorry, Jen, go ahead. No, that's okay. Um, Yeah, I think for me in high school, I almost had, like, the opposite problem where I was always really thin growing up to the point where my grandma... I mean, she still does this. Um, She's like, finish everything (laughs) you eat. You need to eat this. Basically trying to fatten me up. And it was really horrible because I think I've since then, like, developed horrible eating habits where I feel like I really need to, like, overeat when I don't. Mm. And um, so I was always really thin. And then, you know, I I started, like, get curves once you, like, hit puberty. So, like, end of eighth grade. So I wasn't as skinny. But then I would say, like, senior year of high school, I still don't know really what happened. But I feel like it all just kind of caught up to me. And I wasn't as thin as I used to be. And I was probably like that, like, senior year of high school into freshman year of college. And I don't know what happened. But then sophomore year of college, I was thinner again. And, you know, I felt better about myself. But I was really struggling during that time because I didn't do anything different. I think things just kind of caught up to me at that point. And so then I was struggling because I didn't really have body issues before that. And then suddenly I did. And especially when you look back at pictures Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, my God, I was so thin then. Like, what about me now? Yeah. It's 
yeah, it's really difficult. And when you have to like buy new clothes because your old clothes don't fit you in the same way, I think it could be really difficult, mm-hmm. especially on people that are young and also being surrounded by other girls in high school who were so thin and almost so naturally thin. I mean, there's still so many people like that and they mm-hmm. don't seem to be doing anything drastic to stay that weight. I mean, of course we can never know, but there are people that eat the same way that I do and are half the size of me. And it really, it still bothers me because it makes me feel really bad about myself because I know that I have to work 10 times harder to look like that person if I wanted to, but I also come. Right. But yeah, you're not supposed to, that's the hard thing that's to come to terms with, but it's that that's not your body. Yeah. For a reason. And I like came to the conclusion after a long time that I'm never going to look like that just because of the way my body is. I mean, of course, I would right. love to lose some weight because I'm not totally happy with the way my body looks right now, but I'm mm-hmm. never going to look like a size two. I don't even remember being a size two. I don't either. <laughs> it's just not possible for me. So I think coming to terms with that can be difficult, especially when you were really thin growing up and then suddenly it all just catches up to you and you're like well now I have a butt and I have thighs and all this stuff that I didn't think about before is now something I'm self-conscious of but mm-hmm. yeah I think it's just a huge struggle mostly among women I mean I know there are men that struggle with this as well but as a society right. this is such a women's issue and there's very few friends that I've ever come across that don't have issues like this in one way or another. Yeah. Hmm. Well, then to change it more positively, where do we go from here? What are good... um, Have you guys found anything that has worked for you to get yourself out of this negative mindset? Um, I think when I touched on body positivity earlier, I think part of the reason why I don't love that I think some of it that I think can be a bit challenging is there's not enough room for the days where you don't like yourself. Um, Mm. I think there has to be more acknowledgement of you're going to have days where or uh, phases where you're not super happy with yourself and your body and whatnot. And then you're going to have the days where you're feeling great and you're loving yourself. I guess that is the body positivity movement. I just think sometimes it's taken to the other end extreme and I still don't see enough of people who look like me in media you know you either have the super skinny or the the super plus sized models and I'm like where are my size six to ten girls so yeah do you guys have anything that mm -hmm. no sorry go ahead no I was gonna say and then if it's someone that is a little more of an in-between size they have to be super curvy and have big boobs right because then that's that's what makes them hot, right? Because they're still, they have to be considered hot. Mm. So you can't just be like... like a size A boob. Not, yeah, mm-hmm. and like have like a normal butt and then just be a size 6 or a size 8 but not have this huge butt or these enormous boobs. So there's not, yeah, there is not, I just, yeah, there is no average person just regular but what i mean whatever average means right but just yeah i was gonna say there is no person. average yeah but yeah but, yeah just give me that middle ground there is no middle ground i feel yeah 
Right. We've, we're such a society of extremes. So as soon as people are not happy with the super skinny models or the super skinny images in media, we have to go to the other end. Mm -hmm. But there's no kind of equilibrium to just being more aware that there's so many diverse body shapes, sizes, colors. Um, and I guess that's what people are asking for. You know, this year, the Victoria's Secret show is not happening because of all the backlash oh, they've really? received for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no VS oh. show. Part of it was backlash, um, I think, against. A, they had said that they would never have a trans right. model, I yeah. believe. So I don't know that it was necessarily the body type, but I personally think Victoria's Secret is behind on the body type front. I really yeah. like the Victoria's Secret fashion show. I know that that is a little, maybe, I don't want to call it anti-feminist because I do think the VS Angels, uh, some of them are got rock hard abs. Some of them are way too skinny, but some of them are really fit and I do like it fashion wise and it's really fun. I actually don't own anything from Victoria's Secret, I realized. I was like, I do not support them financially, but I like the show. Um, so I, I think, but they've been behind on getting up to date with the demands for changes in the images of women that we show. So I don't know that they're canceling forever, but I know at least this year they're taking time to... I don't know, maybe rebrand, get a little... They tried to put Barbara Palvin in and say that that was different enough, but it didn't, How is Barbara it didn't do Palvin? enough. Isn't she a who? supermodel? Bar no, but... I, no, I know who she is. Oh, okay. Um, remember when her and Niall were rumored to be dating? That's how I know her. Um, You're like, that's how I know. She's on my <laughs> radar. Yeah. Just sit no, down, girl. I, no, but she's she's a model. How is that different? It's How not it so much that they don't want models, they just want more diverse bodies, and Barbara Palvin is a bit less stick skinny, you know? Okay. I'm good. Than, like, Elsa yeah. Hosk. But, no, it's still not the same, because she's still oh, she's thin. So okay, if you yeah. saw her on the street, you'd be like, how do I get that body? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it's such a complicated... Because I, I don't know, we're not going to solve all of our social media issues, but just to turn it more positively, um, where do you go from here? Where do you move forward uh, and pull yourself out of this negative mindset? Acknowledge the negative mind space because th that's okay. Everyone's going to have those down days. But what are some tips and tricks to get back on track? Yeah, I think for me, if you something have that. I try to work on is if you're eating healthy and you're exercising, the weight will come off if you want to lose weight, but it's more about feeling better about yourself. And I yeah. definitely was so much better about eating healthy and exercising more when I was in school because I was in this routine. But I just noticed, you know, even if I didn't necessarily lose weight, I felt so much better about myself. And I had more energy mm -hmm. and I didn't feel guilty if I decided to eat one unhealthy thing. So I think focusing mm -hmm. on good, healthy habits rather than weight can be a positive way of dealing with this. I also try to like focus on clothes and ways to make my body look flattering, even if it's not 
the body that I'm most happy with. So accentuating parts of my body that I actually like because that will make me feel more confident. I don't know if I'm explaining that well, but you know, if you're no, that yeah, makes like sense. If you're not happy, let's say with like your stomach and you feel like you have a muffin top, let's say, then buy more high waisted jeans because you'll just feel more comfortable and you won't be so self conscious the whole night. Um, I think for me, I think there's sort of like two different ways of thinking about it. Well, I think in terms of being comfortable with your body at any, you should be able to feel comfortable with your body at any size, period, like mm-hmm. full stop. However, I think full stop. if, full stop, um, <laughs> I think if you are, I think if you are at a point where you are unhappy with your body and you would like to change it and you want to change it for the right ways and if you feel like that's either losing weight, like in my case, and I didn't feel like I had to lose weight but I thought I'm currently unhappy with my body and I don't like the way it looks and I can change that. Right. If you want to do that, then do that. Then take the healthy steps to lose weight or or in the opposite, if you would like to be curvier, have a bigger butt, or I don't know. I mean, there's limits with all of these things, but if there's certain exercises and things that you can do to change the way your body looks, then you should look and figure out how to do that in a healthy way and change that. However, with that, I think there's a point where for some people, no matter what they do, no matter what their weight is, they will be unhappy. And mm-hmm. that is a deeper issue that you need to, I mean, I'm not saying, but you need to talk to someone, whoever yeah. that is, you need to talk to someone and figure that out and make that determination. So, I mean, there's different ways of approaching it. I mean, I think to for some people, I think for a lot of people, you can make those changes yourself. And if you want to do that, then you should do that. If you mm-hmm. are happy with who you are, then that's it. Then you're there. But there is you have to figure out where you fall on that sort of spectrum of 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 body image um yeah. that's i mean that's you know i mean that's just something that you have to figure out for yourself and then you know decide mm-hmm. um and then you know i think ultimately and also you know when it comes to food and this is something it took me a while to sort of just deal with this and learn this like to not feel guilty about eating certain things. Like if yeah, I just want right. to eat Chinese food, I'm just going to eat the Chinese food. I'm not going to feel bad about it because it's right. not going to ruin my diet and I'm not going to gain 100 pounds from this. And that's it. Like if I just want to eat Chinese food, just just eat it. Just eat the egg roll. Just do it. It's fine. Nothing will happen. Everything will be fine. It will be fine. Also full stop. That took me a long time to figure out. So just... Yeah. Just... It, it like it'll be okay just eat it it's fine You'll yeah fine. I was gonna say similarly you know that good bad connotations mm-hmm. that we put with food is really dangerous because if I'm like oh I've been really bad this week not eating that well it's like no <laughs> I can't say just because I haven't been eating you know as healthy as I normally would that I've been bad I, you know I don't need to punish myself for mm-hmm fueling my body even if it is just an egg roll food is food yeah exactly (laughs) like occasionally you're gonna indulge and splurge and treat yourself and 
just don't do it every single day, you know, (laughs) because then you won't feel good. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, what changed was truly partially just time and I had to go through what I went through mm-hmm. and it you know made me who I am so no regrets and then realizing how much time I felt I wasted not wanting to do things because I was embarrassed or ashamed of my body and not wanting to be around people um, or participate in certain things because I was so self-conscious I was like I'm too young to be doing this well, at any age, you're too young to be doing that. But I shouldn't have to feel I can't be around people because I'm so uncomfortable with my body. So that was partially what changed for me. And then also, similarly to Jen, just realizing how much better you feel when you're eating well and properly nourishing your body. And like I said earlier, it was a mental thing for me as well feeling better mentally when I was eating Mm -hmm. well. I don't know that people always make that connection between the food you eat and how you're doing physically, mentally, emotionally. I really notice it. So that's another motivation for me to eat well because it's not just about weight or how I look on the outside. It's how I feel on the inside. Um, And that that's why I'll crave certain green juices or eating a ton of veggies because it just makes me feel good in every aspect. Um, I would also like to say I do feel that I was raised really well in regards to food and I don't really think it was from how I was brought up and I'm increasingly grateful for how I was raised. You know, my family, we always sat down to have dinner together and both my parents love to cook and they cook really amazing, delicious food. Um, And that was a really important part of our family culture, I guess, is to sit down every night, no phones, no toys, talk to each other, eat this home-cooked food. Uh, My mom is still the healthiest person I've ever met. uh, So I'm really appreciative of the healthy foods that she introduced us to. That being said, you know, my brother and I could not be more different in what we eat. So... It's just how it is. <laughs> My brother would eat chicken parm and uh, pizza, breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day if he could. <laughs> Although, I shouldn't call him out. He's been more aware that he needs more salad in his life. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think as I get older, I'm more and more appreciative of the awareness of food mm-hmm. I was brought up with and the importance of slowing down and enjoying your meals. But yeah, it's definitely a constant struggle. I think at one point I was like, oh, cool. I'm done with my eating disorder. I solved that. And now I'm like, well, it's that constant voice in the back of your head that you need to turn to and be like, not today, girl. We're being positive. We love ourselves." Um, and that negative self-talk when it comes to food. I don't think you ever fully get over that. And it's something that you always have to keep working on and working towards to maintain overall good well-being. <sighs> I don't know, guys. Did we solve anything? Um, I, I mean, I basically think we solved it all. <laughs> Everyone's fine. You're We're welcome. Everyone's yeah. eating disorders are done. <laughs> yeah. I do find, like, I don't know if you guys have this as well, but, you know, 
friends who are going through it more recently too in college I find that not out of it but now that I'm in a better mental state with it when your friends go through it you're like oh my gosh what are you doing you're so beautiful why would you ever want to change anything about your body ever but you can't do that to yourself Mm -hmm. yeah you know Mm. like when Jen you're talking about your body struggles and Jackie as well both of you, I'm like, I didn't notice. Like, to me, you guys are just my friends that I love and are so beautiful as you are that I would never be like, Ugh, you're looking kind of fat, you know? That like, double just, chin. Yeah, I'm like, that double chin, I didn't notice it, you know? <laughs> so it's sad that you can't do that to yourself. Yeah, I'm sure nobody really... Well, maybe they did, but I'm sure nobody in high school really cared what my body looked like or was super paying attention to when I was gaining or losing weight. But I was so like, oh, no, they can't see my thighs, (laughs) you know, can't wear shorts. I don't want to offend anybody with my giant thighs. And it's like, I don't have a thigh gap. Oh, no. Right. That's what I mean about when we were in high school, people. That was thigh gap central. Yeah, that was peak thigh gap time. Yeah. Which is just like, again, it gets to a point where I'm just like, oh, that's not my body. My body is never going to do that. This is just the bones I was given. Yeah, sometimes people just have thigh gaps because that's how their bones are, right? Right. You can't do anything about the bones in your body. Exactly. I can't reconstruct. It does make me concerned about having kids for myself because I don't want my daughter to have to go deal like I can't even imagine what it would be like in 10 20 years with the changes in technology and just having to really point out to my daughter diverse bodies and people that I find beautiful and making sure that the only definition of beauty she receives is not the model on a cover of a magazine or whatever because that's not sustainable or attainable for everybody such a struggle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's bad to reproduce for the environment anyway, so <laughs> maybe I just won't. <laughs> maybe simpler. <laughs> uh, I have to have kids because bad people have kids, so I got to balance it out, you know? Because what people have kids? Bad people, like dumb people. Oh, oh, have oh. The most kids, you know? Right, I gotta we raise need to raise some babies. liberal intellectuals, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ugh, I got to do my East civic Coast. duty liberals yeah we gotta raise exactly them. we're ah. the ones not having enough kids yeah right <laughs> <sighs> well I feel very sorry I keep taking deep breaths just because I feel very sporadic you know we kind of decided we were going to talk about this right before we started recording so it was kind of we were all gathering thoughts as we were going mm-hmm. um so I just feel a little all over the place, but My I do think that My favorite thing is winging that... it, though, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's where the best conversations come from, just talking it out and flowing with it.
I think we should do a little transition now. Get a little lighthearted action up in here. Do we have any hot takes for the week? Jen, what's been on your mind uh, in the pop culture celeb news this week? <laughs> okay, so I have two things I wanted to talk about today. One was Dennis Quaid, who, for those of you who remember, the parent trap <laughs> with Lindsay Lohan, used the dad. And he got engaged to a 26-year-old girl. And Yikes. I believe there's like a 30-year age difference. So there have been a lot of memes about that because in the Parent Trap movie, something similar had happened where the dad um, had gotten engaged to this much younger blonde woman. So that was really funny. And there's been some funny memes and we discussed it amongst ourselves during the week. Um, but I just <laughs> want to mention, he's cute. So I don't blame her for getting engaged then. He's cute. Wait, Jen, he's he's 65. Listen, I don't care. He's, Again, just like Mary my dad. 40 you know? years older that, than this girl. Right? He's a dilf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a it, dilf. <laughs> oh, God. No, he's 65. Yikes. Um, oh, God. I, I'm sorry. I think it's like kind of... Mm, it's kind of yeah. skeevy. Yeah, it's pretty... Good. I mean, he looks good for 65. Exactly. I don't disagree. I now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if Dennis Quaid, but it is kind of like, what are you talking proposed, about? I wouldn't say no. I'd say yeah. <laughs> so that was the one thing that I wanted to talk about. But another thing I wanted to mention was <laughs> Alex Morgan from the U.S. Women's Soccer Team. Who, as you guys know, oh, if yeah. you've listened to our previous episode, we love we Alex love Morgan. them, love the women's <laughs> soccer team. Well, she just announced this week that her and her husband are expecting a baby in April 2020. I am a little disappointed because I am not the baby, but I'll just get over it. I'm really happy for her and her husband. You're like, can I be reincarnated yeah, as Alex didn't Morgan's pick baby? Me, rude. Yeah, like, yeah. What do you mean you're not adopting me? Put me in, coach. <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, I guess she's not playing if she's pregnant. I don't really know how all that works, but... She, she can probably play, play for, for a little while. while. Yeah. Serena Williams won the Australian Open while pregnant. True. So she can do anything. True. Hell yeah. But the baby is due in April 2020. So, you know, of course, I did a little bit of math. And the baby was conceived <laughs> right around the time that they won. So I'm here for the victory baby. Celebratory baby. <laughs> yeah. And I'm here for this. <laughs> victory conception. <laughs> Forget the imagination. Do you know what my brother said? My brother has good one, Jackie. My brother has a crush on Alex Morgan, and he texted me with the screenshot, and he was like, "I'm starting to think this isn't going to work out." Yeah, you think? I was like, "Yeah, that's why it's not going to work out." Yeah, I love Aiden's choice of celebrity crush, though. Good pick. Oh, Aiden has good taste. That's good. Yeah, yeah, he does. His truly. ultimate is Emma Watson. Same. Oh, that's, but that's I support nice. Alex Morgan, too. Yeah. You know? I love Emma Watson. Yeah. She's so great. Also, Alex Morgan's husband is hot. Yeah. So this baby is going to be out of this world. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's probably why it's not They're me. They're both but... soccer players, so. Yeah, it's just going to be like a fit <laughs> AF baby. It's going to come out with a six-pack, ready to yeah. play soccer. Yes. 
It's going to be beautiful, tan, golden skin. Mm. Yeah. Well, also, her husband is Mexican, so I'm here for, like, a Latino baby. Welcome. I'm not Mexican, but welcome anyway. Um, you know. My people. So, yeah, mi gente, we're here for, we're living, we're living for this biracial baby. Thank you. I'm so excited. Yeah. Amen. So, congrats, Alex. Uh, just send us your registry for the baby. Um and we'll be sure to send your gift back. <laughs> BFF, yeah. no worries. Yeah. I'm thinking we could get her a, a walker. You know, those cute little baby walkers that they that they sit mm. in and bounce in and walk around in and wheel around mm-hmm. in. Oh, yeah. That'd be cute. Baby Ooh, maybe b- little baby cleats. That'd be fun. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. But that's fun. so everybody's going to do that, you know? I know, I know. It's Rapino's totally going to get her that. Know, yeah. Let's be more original. We'll think so that they, that they know it's from us, you know, right, something exactly. that screams us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Jackie, did you have any hot takes? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I do. Um, so the trailer for season three of The Crown came out this week, which oh yeah, so excited here for Olivia Coleman. We've already discussed our love for her, um, but the uh, trailer came out this week, which is really exciting. And we finally saw a little bit of the actor who's going to play Charles, who I actually saw. He, first of all, this oh, actor. Oh, he looked kind of cute. He So, yeah, I, um, I, of course, now I can't remember his name, but I saw him on a show called The Durls in Corfu, which is a super British little funny comedy that he was in. And I really liked him, but he looks just like Charles. It's so, like, it's kind of freaky. Um mm. Yeah, so that was really exciting. And also, I for wanted to mention that the woman who's playing Camilla, the actress, her name is Emerald Fennel, and I'm very excited because she was on, maybe is still on, I haven't seen the latest season of Call the Midwife, and she's fantastic. Oh. So I'm really excited to see her as Camilla because she is great on Call the Midwife, and if you haven't watched Call the Midwife, watch it great because show. it makes me cry every time. It's just about midwives in East London giving birth to babies, basically. <laughs> But I cry every time. Every time. There's a birth and it's always dramatic. I cry every time. It's a pretty wild show. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And, uh, I only saw the first season. But Yeah. The fir- yeah. Well, the show's very different now, too. So it's, um, But it's really good. Um, it sort of has done the opposite of Grey's. It's only gotten better with time. Um, Amazing. That's so <laughs> rare. Stop. <laughs> uh, Shay yeah. has been thrown. Jackie, so. are you caught up on Grey's? I am. Now, yeah, I watched uh, the newest episode last night, I think. I watched... I don't know. I'm just so bored with this season. It's so, like... That's kind of, like, I know. My I'm kind of disappointed. It's, like... I think uh, it's getting better. The most recent episode was the best so far, I thought. But in uh, general, I'm just, like... Mm. I, oh, I thought so the stuff with Joe was good. Yeah, that was good. I. It's just not... I don't think it's an interesting storyline anymore. I don't know. And everyone's pregnant on the show. They, they've sort of run out of original shock yeah. factors or, you know, kind of wild turns in the storyline. You know, I'm sure Bailey will eventually have some sort of medical crisis with her child. I'm sure... Uh, spoiler. What's her face? Yeah. Well, I don't... Oh. Whoops. Sorry. Okay, spoiler. Um, It's, this, it's so stupid. I just lay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't... I'm gonna keep watching it, obviously, but I just oh I don't yeah really, I don't care for it that much. Yeah, um, I'm not feeling it too much either. Yeah, that's a uh, hot take. Yeah, 
That yeah, that's a hot take. That is a hot take. I don't know how hot it is though, because I think a lot of people feel this way. So I don't think it's that. Um, I think a lot of people feel this way. A lukewarm take. So I just want to go back to the OG. You know, I want them to I just know. strip it down. There's too many storylines. Mm-hmm. Just like get rid of people and go back to the core. Yeah. But you just can't recreate that magic. I know. Well, Whatever. You know what it is? They'll These... go another two seasons and be done. It, you know what it is? Is that the actors that are not the main cast are not very strong and they're not very compelling to watch. Like all right. of the, the interns and residents that are not in the main cast. They're not they're not great. I don't I don't care what right. happens to them. Like Kadri is gone. I don't care. I don't miss her. I didn't even notice that she was gone. You don't. No, I you thought don't she was in the first episode, but you're right. I haven't seen her she, since. She, so she's fired. Spoilers. Whatever. This is boring. This whole this whole season's boring. Oh right, she did get fired. And that's it. So apparently she's just. I gone. just didn't take that seriously. I just no, thought that. Yeah. No. She would bring her back. She's apparently just gone, for good. She's doing that's... a new show, and they had to write her off. Oh, um, I Felicia. Yeah. So, but, but it's. Yeah, goodbye. <laughs> she um, was our only ounce of diversity. I know. It's all just white people, too. That's not true, well, actually. No, the show yeah, is pretty diverse. True. Yeah, the show um, is The diverse. whole point of Grey's Anatomy and why it's so impressive is, if you think about when it started in 2005, mm-hmm. and the yeah. diversity mm-hmm. on that show, yeah. wild. The chief of surgery is a black man. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, and then you got Bailey. Um, yeah. Forget about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, you know, the show has gone downhill. The The medical drama used to work with the characters current plots and situations and used right. to advance we're not getting the same like gory so- yeah. surgeries you know yeah. i haven't been Ooh. in a surgery in a while what's yeah. up with that that's yeah i haven't learned any new medical terms lately it, every kind of sort of medical drama that would happen medical emergency would propel the plot of the characters forward so not only are they so it was more intertwined and made it a better story but it's just not anymore right um do you know what's so good though private practice not gonna lie i kept watching it's really good <laughs> mm, i haven't watched. Oh, I haven't I seen that yet start. it's it's actually like like well i mean it ended like 10 years ago oh. but it's really good yeah um it's much darker than gray's anatomy it's really good mm-hmm. anyway yeah enough that's of that enough gray's about, anatomy yeah. rant <laughs> thanks for your time though yeah thanks for coming Thanks for coming. Stay tuned for the podcast on yeah. uh, every episode of Grace of All Time. Who has a hero or shiro of the week that they would like to share? I have two shiros that I wanted to share. So the first one, her name is Kelly Backman. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Um, she is the girl who was at the bar if you didn't hear about this Harvey Weinstein went to some actors event Mm -hmm. in New York City this past week and she was one of the comedians and during her bit she called him out as the elephant in the room and saying that she forgot to bring a mace and rape whistle and she had gotten booed I watched the videos and I don't know how anybody could defend him or boo her I mean, it's kind of an awkward subject. I think I would have felt awkward being in the same room with her bringing that up. But it's even more awkward and horrifying that he's out in public at these types of events. So, right? Yeah. So she's a Shiro for that. My first thought when I saw this was like, 
who is letting Harvey Weinstein out on these streets? I thought the same thing. I didn't know he was allowed to leave his yeah, house. Yeah, I didn't think so either. You know? I'm like, who yeah, the F know. do you think you are that you can just, like, what an obnoxious, cocky man who thinks he can just walk around after all? Like, if I were him, I would never leave my house. I'm like, you're not in jail yet, but what a thinking that you can, like, walk around on the streets of New York City. Like, that's so obnoxious. Make it impossible for him to live. Yeah, I don't care. and it's completely ridiculous that I don't know who organized the event. I don't know if it was the bar or some type of actors organization to invite him. I I don't I don't understand. It makes right? no sense. Oh, he was invited. I wasn't yeah, sure. I guess he that was makes invited. Sense. And um, there was another girl who I think was just in the audience. Her name was Zoe Stuckless, and she went over to his table and started harassing him as he deserves to be harassed and saying that he should leave. And actually the bar kicked her out, which again is ridiculous. And I think representatives for Harvey Weinstein and for the bar, it said that, you know, he's trying to live a normal life given that his life has been turned upside down and he just wanted some peace. Yeah. So have all the women you abuse. Yeah, exactly. So he doesn't deserve any sort of sympathy I think what those women did was very brave and they didn't have to do that and I'm glad that they did I'm glad they're getting the media recognition for it and I'm glad people are calling out um, Harvey Weinstein his representatives the bar whoever organized this event for handling the situation so poorly and for letting this man out in public around other young females is just mind-blowing to me um, he deserves absolutely yeah. no respect for what he has done. I mean, though, I do just want to say, because I was like, who's letting this man live? I do think that people can change, and I want to believe in redemption. Um, the difference with Harvey Weinstein is he has expressed no remorse, has not mm-hmm. been apologetic mm-hmm. at all, and that's where it kind of, you know, maybe it's not acceptable at all, but maybe if you could show a little uh, sympathy for the lives you've destroyed, that would be appreciated. And not that it would change my view on you, but it just would make it easier to come to terms with if you had a bit more humanity. But I guess that's why we're in the situation that we're in. Um, He lacks such no respect for other humans. Yeah, he's the scum of the earth. I'm glad they called him out. Uh-huh. Very brave. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would be able to go up to his table. No. I just think I'd probably leave because I'd be so uncomfortable that he was there. Yeah, yeah I probably, yeah, I wouldn't be able to. Thank you for sharing, Jen. Of course. Jackie, how about you? Um, yeah, so sort of continuing the theme of brave women and male assholes. Um <laughs> Uh, my the use yeah my share of the week is uh stephanie abstein and also the two other female reporters that were there at the time of the incident stephanie abstein is a sports illustrated reporter who was one of three reporters who was taunted um by the now fired astros uh houston astros general manager brandon taubman 
Um, who maybe we should crown asshole of the week. Maybe that can be a new segment. Ooh, a new segment? Asshole, asshole, of, the asshole of the week? Yeah, asshole of the week. I'm into it. Yeah, so basically, you know, I know approximately zero things about sports, but the Houston Astros, who are now currently playing the World Series, I think, so yep. when they won that final game that put them into the World Series, um, Brandon Tubman, uh was in the clubhouse after the game celebrating and there were reporters there and he turned to three female reporters and said uh thank god we got uh i think he said uh he said thank god we got fucking osuna thank god and robert osuna or is it roberto osuna roberto osuna um was uh last year when he was still playing or maybe 2017 when he was still playing for the toronto jays was um suspended for 75 games for domestic abuse and he was then traded really at a low price to the astros um and he was i guess pivotal in winning the game that night so he turned to the three female reporters in the room and said thank god we have this domestic abuser on our team um wow so yeah so um he was fired um but the Houston Astros at first did not apologize and that they said that Stephanie Epstein had totally misconstrued the situation and that she was making things up and now they've apologized, but it took them a while. And they said they're wrong, but it took them a while. Um, so basically, uh, he's trash. She's very brave for writing her story and for putting it out there. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, apparently it's this seems to be a pretty big deal because I think a lot of people aren't watching the World Series because of the incident that's happened and the way the Astros handled it. I mean, it just is pretty mm. despicable. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I did not know about this, so I'm like, yeah. whoa. It's, yeah, it's a whole, yeah, it's like a whole thing. And I mean, just generally, like, s- professional sports organizations are pretty trash. Um, is, yeah. Is yeah, conclusion. and athletes and domest- domestic abuse is a common theme. So yeah, exactly. I don't know what's up with that, but yeah. Well. Well, my hero or Shiro of the week, uh, I don't know who they are so that's why i'm not sure if it's a hero or a shiro but it's whoever remixed some of mark zuckerberg's testimony with uh rupaul's drag race uh, (laughs) scene because that brought me so much joy mark zuckerberg testified in front of the house of financial services committee about their plan uh for a new cryptocurrency Mm -hmm. i guess um and he was being uh, questioned by Our Lady AOC about how they've handled political ads and misinformation, which I just, Mark Zuckerberg really freaks me out. He kind of gives me like the heebie-jeebies or <laughs> whatever. He just, yeah. He's a robot, right? He's he has not, no I'm emotion. Not, he's not human, I'm convinced. No, he's, he's not, not. human. <laughs> I don't even understand. He like cannot speak. I just don't understand how he's supposed to be smart and can't speak and just, ugh, I feel like this Facebook stuff could have been handled so easily, but he seems so not apologetic about anything that's been done, and I just, I don't, he really creeps me out. He, like, ugh, 
kind of a gross man. Not a fan. But anyway, someone remixed some of his testimony and how he literally could not answer any questions uh, with some RuPaul drag race scene. And it was incredible. And then my other Shiro is my roommate because she brought me back gnocchi from Italy. And <gasps> the way to my heart is through pasta. So oh amazing. I was so grateful. Yeah. I mean, I was a little annoyed that she was in Italy in the first place because I'm just like, yeah, same. I would rather be in Sorrento. Um, but Nyuki makes up for it. So I'm a happy camper. Amazing. And that's my week. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Another episode in the books, my friends. Did anybody have any last thing to add? Jen, I know you said you had another Shiro. I think we skipped over. Nope. <laughs> Oh. Awkward. <laughs> oh, just the two women yes, with yes. Harvey Weinstein. We got it, got it, out. got it. I wanted to make sure we didn't miss anything. <laughs> we good. Well, thanks again, everyone, for joining us for another... Oh, wait, retakes. Does anyone have retakes? Sorry, I'm doing a really bad job hosting. Terrible host. Does anyone have any retakes from last week's episode? I have some retakes. So I think last week's episode, I said the L word and um more times than I ever had on this podcast and I just sound like a dumb dumb you know what help <laughs> self-love self-acceptance it's just how we are it's a journey yeah. we can't change ourselves it's a journey. it just is what it is um it's a journey yeah that was my main retake and I also feel like I didn't explain the whole African Americans on live PD situation well so Oh, Jen, this week I watched Live PD. Did you? Because I was in the hotel room and there was nothing on TV. And I was, I never watched cable. I was stumbling across and I started watching some Live PD. And then I couldn't stop because I needed to see them catch yep. the guy, you know? You get addicted and it's three hours It was making long. my heart pound. Is it genuinely live? I feel like it's not truly live, but they claim it's live. So, mm. I don't know. It was intense. Yeah, it is pretty intense. But I just wanted to say that I think I could have explained my thoughts a lot better during last week's segment when I talked about that. Um, I just wanted to point out that I was more in defense of the African-American community and their distrust towards police and not trying to Mm. stereotype them as an entire group of people. Acknowledging why they're distrustful. Yes, exactly. I think that was what, yeah. Exactly. It makes sense. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. You're welcome, fam. Jackie, anything for you? Um, I think I'm set, actually. Perfect, as per usual. Always. My only retake was I talked a lot last week, and I think I did the same this week. I just, listening to the episode, I was just like, I... Clearly, my roommate was away in Italy, and I didn't get enough human contact because I just <laughs> could not stop talking. Um, and I think I did it again, so I'm sorry. I just there's a reason I have a podcast. It's because I can't stop talking. <laughs> um, and as per usual, too many likes, but whatever. I love myself as I am. <laughs> On that note, now we're really done, and now we hope. You have a good week, and thanks for joining us. Um, we're so excited to talk to you again next week. Be sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Her Take Podcast or Twitter at Her Take Pod. And we'll talk to you again soon. We love y'all. Bye, Bye. everyone. Thank you for and listening. Ciao. Au revoir.